one person to listen to me. All right, we're recording. Great. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying it's like, you know, sometimes when I just burst into the singing, uh-huh. it's you know same thing with the podcast. It's like if I can just get that one person, you know, yeah, to listen, and then you know you never know who they know, yeah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it, you have a record record deal. album, mm-hmm. yeah, a deal. Why do they still got a record deal? Because you don't. David, what are we talking about today? Well, today we may talk about angels. That was in our pre-show meeting, which <laughs> I'm sure many of our listeners know are extensive, detailed, and thorough. <laughs> what do you so, edit? Was that sarcasm? I, I, I don't know. I, I, this is the first podcast I've ever been a regular part of, so maybe this is what this is podcast pre-meetings are. This is number three for David. That's a... By golly, you become a co-host. Well, I would just say that by podcast, I mean this group of white men that I've become a part of. Not why do you why, why do we why do you gotta, why do you got to say men? Men and why why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, uh, that's, that's whether we joke. cut this part out of the podcast that, or not. What it's are, a callback to my first joke I made on the podcast. Oh. Yeah, I made that. You made it on the podcast? I made it on the podcast. I thought that was a pre-podcast joke. Who knows? No, David, one thing you'll learn, Reese doesn't listen to any of our podcasts. <laughs> well, I don't either, so <laughs> that's just, great. He just records them and feels the freedom to post them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. So what we're really talking about. We, we want we are going to talk about angels yeah and um, we have will has said he has done as much deep diving on this as he has for any podcast that we have ever prepared for ever so you ever. are in-house expert so in-house. will is going to be our in-house expert what do you call it Angi- angiology I'm, I'm really not can, let me let me preface that though because I didn't say for the podcast particularly I just said it, amongst topics I am the most interested an angel. Actually, I shouldn't even say the most interested. I should just say this. There's certain aspects of the angel topic that I absolutely love getting into and to see how it fits into God's economy. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, started thinking about angels um, when Will said that we should do this podcast last week mm-hmm. and I did no research. <laughs> and. I am not prepared at all, so my function will be primarily a facilitator. We assume that Reese knows everything because Reese has read every book of you know theology that is translated into English. So yeah, between Will and, and Reese and myself yeah. as the NPR host, I think we'll get there today. This one was a uh, the question was. Well, this was a, the one of the few ones that we were requested to do on. Like, I don't think any of us would want to do a podcast on angels, generally. I mean, you might want to, but it just would never seem like a good idea. But mm-hmm. I've been asked a few times yep. to do this. So, so I have this question yeah. about angels that I was thinking about since we posed this as a topic. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say it shortly, and then I'm going to say it elaborate a little bit. Huh. Shortly, what is the point of angels? Yeah. And, and and to elaborate, what essential function do they perform for God, hmm. who obviously spoke them into being? What essential function do they afford? Do they perform for God that God, with His almighty omnipotence, cannot or does not do for Himself? And also that the church does not fill for God. Mm. 
So, that I mean, that is a genuine question. I mean, I can think of a few instances in the Bible where angels are recorded as having done things. Mm-hmm. There's really not that many, but there are some. And I just don't know why angels specifically were involved. Hmm. I have some theories, but what do you guys want to say? Well, what to me when I so there's this verse in the Psalms mm-hmm. that I'm going to quickly find. And this verse to me, like whenever I've gotten into angels, this one, Psalm 103:21. This verse is like. Um, it's like the verse to me okay. on on angels that is a kind of like a, a big wrench in my system of theology and my understanding of the truth. But it says, um, well, verse 20 says, Bless Jehovah, you his angels, you who are mighty in strength, to perform his word by obeying the voice of his word. 21, this is Psalm 103. Bless Jehovah, all you his host, you his ministers who execute his will. And so angels here are said to be those who perform God's word and execute God's will. So to me, like, I, I have no, I have no, angels to me are for sure a big mystery. And there are a few mentions of them. But the way I've understood them is they are, they are actually the means by which God's, um, what is it? Omnipotence. Omnipotency. How would you say that? Yeah. Is that how you'd say it? Omnipotency? The way that God exercises that like See, when God wants to do something like he always does it through another person I, I, I want to explore the will thing there huh. I'm curious because that's this is something that I've heard never completely agreed with but also never gave too much thought about mm. of like you know that man is more so for accomplishing God's will and for God's will so what's the issue with the angels not being able to be included in that? Hmm. That's my question. Well, where do you get, I guess, where do you get that side from? The, the Which side? With like man, like being the sole uh, executors of God's will or the fulfillers of... Good question. I think of it... Well, I think it points more back to the church, I think. Mm. You know, think about Ephesians. Yeah. Um, where when Paul talks about God's will, eternal purpose, it's in context of the church. Yeah. So maybe individual man, not so much. Mm. Yeah, individual man, I would just, you just would have, I would think, Adam's commission of uh, representing God and expert, you know, yeah. on earth, having authority over the earth on behalf of God. But I, yeah. I agree. It's probably primarily to see this in the context of the church. So, I had a similar thought to what you. I mean, that was one of my theories okay. that I referenced earlier. Was that when that angels are the mechanism of God's omnipotence? Mm-hmm. And a, a obvious example is Acts twelve, and I'm sure we're going to get there. So we may as well go there now. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Inherit arrays himself in royal clothing, here in verse 21 of Acts 12. Yeah. Sat on the judgment seat, and he delivered a public address to them, and the populace cried out, The voice of a god and not a man, and instantly... Ooh. I hope that snap comes through on the mic just fine. <laughs> Gotta remember, we're actually recording these and not just sitting in my office. <laughs> instantly, an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give the glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and expired. So, that is this man blasphemed God is 
I always feel like it's really the people who blasphemed God, and then Herod just wasn't quick enough to be like, oh, hey, now, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Herod dies because yeah. an angel struck him. Right. And because God obviously said, that I, that is a direct hand against my throne, this one will die. Yeah. Uh, so And then and the angel was the mechanism through which that happened. Yeah. But then we see all these other acts of God that don't seem to involve any angels. For example, creation. Mm. He just speaks, and it is. Mm. And mm-hmm. and you know our, our classic verse that we see in Gen- I'm sorry in Romans four is that God he calls not being as being. Yeah. Which is another power. You know, the creative power is one of the things reserved to the Godhead. Is generally mm-hmm. how we understand it theologically. And so, what do angels have to do with with that working and acting of God? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I when I think, uh, and I'm yeah, we're just half of this is just theorizing, I guess. But, yeah, but totally. You know, totally. we all we all at least have a biblical like mindset behind this, and like we're trying to like, you know, we're trying to incorporate what we know of the word into this. But uh, I don't know what I mean because we're. What would y'all think of this? Because when I think of the kind of the scene in the heavens, right? Obviously, there's angels up there. Millions, yeah. maybe yeah. thousands. I don't know. Myriads. Myriads. What is myriads? I mean, that's yeah. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. I when I think of God in terms of like how He executes His government on the earth and how He does things, um, I think it's safe to think of Him instead of we generally think of God as this just being of power doing things. But I think the way the Bible portrays Him primarily is He's surrounded by His his armies, his angelic host that do things for him. He's like a general up there in a sense. And his angels are, are the means by which he does things. So, you know, I don't know, um, you know, in terms of exactly what all they do. Um, and I don't think the Bible really gives us an inside look into how he does all things. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount the angelic involvement in things where they're not explicitly mentioned, but God's mentioned because he's actually the, God's the reason it happened. So we can attribute it all to God, but maybe angels had a hand in, in those things, even though they're not directly mentioned. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, at least the few times they are mentioned, it seems to be like they are just his, his means of doing things, you know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, there's other topics we could get into, like about the angel of the Lord um, specifically, certainly, or um, the angel of the Lord might have to be its own topic. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you think of that? Like, even with creation, like I'm not sure. Like, are angels? Are we for sure they're not involved in creation? I mean, I, <laughs> I yeah, probably they're not. I mean, I don't know. It, it, obviously, they were created beings. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're also, they're divine beings, right? They're called sons of God mm-hmm. in Genesis 6 and Job 1. Right. Um, so they're powerful. I mean, they can do things that, yeah. you know, that other religions attributed to the gods. But really, they were, you can say they were, it's the angelic hosts of the Lord. It's it's also It's also interesting, and we've talked about this a little bit too, that it's like, they do have, I mean, you know, we're going to go down this rabbit trail a little bit, but it's like, you know, there's fallen angels. Yeah. Meaning that the good angels were created with the, I don't know what you would call it, potential maybe? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. To be evil. <laughs> yeah. Right. Clearly, angels do have a free will, uh, since mm-hmm. Lucifer, Satan, uh, and and all those who chose to follow him were able to choose to follow him. We don't believe that God created them as adversaries. He created them as beings that had a free will that chose not God. Right. Which that ability to choose actually makes and we can bring this back to God's economy, though I think we're not quite done with angels, but <laughs> but so a thing that I like to think about is that the 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 path of the church is the exact opposite of the path of Satan. Hmm. Satan starts from the position of leading the praise of creation to God and chooses hmm. himself. The church starts from the path, from the point of utter failure and degradation. Yeah. Without God in the world and chooses God all the way to the point that they now lead the praise of the creation to God. Whoa. They do the thing that Satan could not do by choosing God's will and not their own will. Yeah. Our own will. Yeah. We're part of the group. So, I mean, I, I think that's a very interesting parallel between angels and, or at least fallen angels, and the church because they, we have to travel the exact opposite road that they have left mm-hmm. to replace them in a sense um, in, in this matter of representing God to the creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is interesting because, you know, the way kind of the Bible presents Satan and and we can say like, you know, by virtue of that, this must be have something to do with the entire angelic purpose is they're, you know, they're these that were worshiping God that were, they had a, a bit of a, like a kind of priesthood. That's how Satan's portrayed in Ezekiel 28, right? Um, it seems as though the angels were doing things that man, like, man is now also being commissioned to do. Um, and because of the fall of the angelic race, or at least a, a large percentage of them, like Revelation says it was a third of them, God creates man to then uh, take the place, take that place, right? To have dominion, to represent God on the earth. Um, and it, it almost seems like angels now... I, you know, it's hard to say because I, I think, and we'll probably get to this, maybe we're already here, but it's like the angels are a mystery in the Bible mm-hmm. and they're not given many verses. And it's almost as if God doesn't want us to be able to know all that they do because the Bible doesn't reveal all the mysteries of the universe. It reveals God's purpose mm-hmm. for humanity. Amen. What does God want to do with man? So why would he need to give us details about this other race and this other, you know, thing that he has going on i mean um so yeah to me it's like he's given us at least enough to know that these angels they they're there they serve god and some have fallen away and there are enemies and humanity now has a place in god's purpose to express him and to represent him even to the angelic hosts Right? I mean, we have spiritual warfare. Who are we fighting against, actually? Like, we at least know this is our enemy. Right. Um, at least the fallen angels, um, Satan himself, for sure. So we know enough to be able to know our place in God's yeah. economy. But outside of that, it's kind of just, I mean, if you've listened this far, you know we have no idea what we're talking about yeah. in a sense. Well, like, this is hard. To, the spiritual warfare is interesting to me because yeah. I know, you know, Paul, there's, a, you know, the famous verse, I feel like most 
a lot of Christians would know, which is like, you know, we our, our war is not against flesh and blood, right. but against the hosts and mm-hmm. whatever else he says. Yeah, Ephesians <laughs> 6, right? Yeah, but uh, thinking about it in, in what you said, and this is something I've been thinking about, is it's like, we're not really fighting, though. Mm. Like, we're we're praying. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? But mm. it's that's not like a... There's no hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Maybe there's like some... I mean, you know, Paul uses some kind of a... Uh, also, the the war language in Romans seven and eight between like the the two the laws the different laws that are in man and the yeah. war against his mind against his spirit kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like they they wage war against each other. Yeah. So maybe in some ways like that, where there's a there's a fight, I guess, mm-hmm. like a more unseen fight. But I feel like the Ephesians verse, and it's you know we see it a few other places in the Bible where there's some combat between angels. That's like hmm. yeah. Our, I mean, you know, I think most people would agree on that. Like, our praying is our fighting. But it's just interesting that, like, we know... Like, I feel like this is the thought. It's like, we know we're fighting against who we're fighting against. Yeah. But I don't... There's not that much thought or, like, how, how do we think about... Or should we even think about, like, the other side of the coin? That it's mm-hmm. like our prayers somehow fuel the angels <laughs> like yeah like I, we're not directly throwing the like ethereal spears at exactly the, yeah we're not like praying to... like michael throw a you yeah. know i release you <laughs> i mean yeah well i guess we, well, we somehow, are releasing though, god yeah, somehow I mean, we are because yeah. i mean and, and again like we're not it, along these same lines we should clarify it's like we're not praying to angels that is the bible gives us no ground whatsoever to pray to angels yeah but angels are involved. But they're involved. In the prayer. Yeah. I mean, even in Revelation, right, they carry yeah. the bulls, which are the prayers of the saints, to, to yeah. the heavens. So we don't pray to them, but they somehow are in there, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's the other one, right? I mean, there were the Colossians. Well, you're, you're already at Colossians, aren't you? Or you're going to do Daniel? Well, I was going to. I was just looking at Did you have the verse of Colossians? I wanted to read that one. No. Like the self-chosen lowliness it's a uh, colossians oh it's two chapter two 28 so i mean you know, in the colossians it says let no one defraud you by judging you unworthy of your prize and self-chosen lowliness and the worship of angels so i mean it was a there were heretical groups that worshiped the angels you know and that was yeah that's good yeah and it's called self-chosen lowliness i mean that thought is i i'm not good enough to worship god i'm not proper enough but mm. i can worship the angels at least Right, and you know, then they'll get put in the That's good word to yeah. the man upstairs yeah. kind of thought. But no, the ac- the Lord has given us direct access to God, um, and is dying for us and is redeeming us. So we don't worship angels, but they're somehow involved. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay, that's interesting. Let's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, David. Well, and I and I'm just I'm thinking about this as we're talking, but I, you know, it's interesting. We see in, you know, of course, you mentioned Michael. We. We see that he he is you know one of the two named angels that mm-hmm. we have, um, and we see in Revelation twelve that he is tasked and it says and, and and there was war in heaven and Michael and his angels fought with Satan and yeah. he, he is he's cast down out of heaven, yeah. and so it, it, and it's and it's so interesting that on the one hand we see that that is precipitated by something of the church. There, there in Revelation twelve, but also, it is still Michael, who does the casting out. Right. It is not, it is not the church, uh, who has been raptured to heaven. It is not, 
God himself who right. sends Satan away. He, the church rises up and commissions an angel to do a thing, which is, am I, am I wrong? That's I mean, what it says. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't have like this grand point at the end of this. I'm trying to unpack this as we're all talking. Like this is very interesting. Um, and, but that ex- maybe angels really are much more involved in the execution of God's will than I No, yeah. but yeah. And I mean, the other thing we haven't talked about yet is the ladder. Oh, the ladder. <laughs> oh, the ladder. This, and I don't know if you have, we were trying to avoid it intentionally, but we got to well, talk about it. Before we hit the ladder, okay. I want to hit, this is why I like the angels. We're here, and I'm just, I'm full steam ahead here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in Daniel 9, okay, in Daniel, okay, actually, let me let me take another step back here. To Daniel 8? Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Uh, well, it does come before 9. Sometimes, hang on, let me, let me just, I get a little excited about this. Brad, start, just start going all over the place. The reason I like this topic uh-huh. and how it has to do with God's economy is we don't know that much about Satan's kingdom. Like I said earlier, if you're a Christian and you're seeking and you know something about spiritual warfare, it's like, okay, we know who we're fighting. We're fighting Satan and the fallen angels and demons and all kinds of stuff. You know, maybe you even know the casting out demons and all that, whatever. But I never really stopped and considered until, you know, a few years ago, like, what does Satan's kingdom look like? Because in my head, it's just chaotic. It's just like, even the, the yin, yin, yang, yin, yang, is that like the black and white thing? Like yeah. The, it's like, in a sense, it's like, you know, one of them represents chaos and one of them represents order type of thing. And it's like, to me, God was always order. Satan's always chaos. That's why he exists. He just causes chaos. Therefore, all of his demons, angels, everyone is just in chaos. They do whatever they want to. Uh-huh. But if you read Daniel 9, so now we're, now we're okay. here. We're Daniel 9 okay. and 10. Daniel's praying to God. Um, they're, the Israelites at this point are, are captured in Babylon. I'm going to skip around here to, to Daniel 10. And it says, Gabriel came to Daniel. And this is what he said. He said, Daniel, man of preciousness. Um, oh, wait. No, that's the next verse. It's Daniel 10, 12. And he said to me, do not be afraid, Daniel. From the first day you set your heart to understand this matter, which was when Daniel started praying, um, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. And then 13 says, but the prince of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And so for 21 days, Gabriel is fighting what the Bible calls the prince of Persia. Yeah. And so, you know, when I growing up, I always read this as there was an actual human being withstanding Gabriel. But that doesn't, that's not logical. It's like if an angel's fighting an angel. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't fight a man. No, I wouldn't fight a man. And so, so this prince of Persia must be a fallen angel. Yeah. That's withholding. And, and then what happens is Michael, after 21 days, so this hits on a little bit of man's cooperation that, mm. you know, we need to persevere in our prayers. Yeah. So after 21 days, God sends Michael, again, the arch, the archangel, and um, he comes and he helps and he frees up Gabriel, basically, to come so now he can get through to Daniel. Yeah. But then this is what Daniel says as he's, like, concluding his little word. Um, he says, let's see, which, which verse is this where he says he, he has to go? It's a verse, verse 20. 20. Yeah, it says, and then Daniel said, do you know, he, he asked Daniel, do you know why I've come? Now I will return to fight the prince of Persia, and I need to go forth because the prince of Javan is about to come, which Javan is translated to Greece. Mm-hmm. And so the reason that, that this is interesting to me is mm-hmm. because it shows that 
there's a prince of Persia who must be a fallen angel. Mm-hmm. And then there's this uh, prince of Javan. Mm-hmm. And they're known as princes, which is also the prince of Greece. And so these angels are not in chaos. If they've got these titles, they are assigned certain areas. And it's not just certain areas of like the sky. It's like certain areas of the earth. Mm. So it's like there's, there's a war going on in the heavens. And it has to do with the earth. Yeah. Because of how they're... Yeah, yeah, they're titled, mm-hmm. whatever. And and I mean, you can get, you know, there was a verse we, we actually were talking about earlier in Revelation that there's a there's an angel that is king over these other fallen, really creepy creatures. Mm-hmm. It's like scorpions and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and so it's like, in some senses, yes, the demons and the fallen angels are like these, I mean, you know, I'm sure you can think of pictures of how they're ugly and stuff. But Satan's kingdom is definitely in oneness. Mm-hmm. It's like the way that it's organized and established is in oneness. And it, and it starts leading into one thing that Jesus says in the New Testament, which is um, when they accuse him of being the prince of demons. He's like, a kingdom divided against itself will fall, or a house divided against itself will fall. Yeah. And he's hinting at, like, if I was a demon casting out demons, that means that they're in, they're in chaos. Mm-hmm. They are not in oneness. They do not have an organized kingdom. Yeah. But the insight there... And with Daniel, too, is it's like, that is just not the case. It's just not the case at all. Like, Satan's kingdom is absolutely organized. It's absolutely in oneness. And anyways, I mean, there's just there's just a fight there, and it's over. It, it has to do with the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot to get in there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. This I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I think if we go down this rabbit hole, uh, I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole more. And I think, you know, in our understanding of the church and what it means to, you know, be the church in in the place that you are. I mean, based on all that you're saying, I mean, all these legitimate verses, Daniel 9 and 10 and Matthew 12, it's like somehow our being, you know, standing for God and his kingdom in a place probably does damage to whatever's happening in the heavenlies. Yeah, it's, well, it's part of that. Let's talk about the ladder. Let's talk about the ladder. Because <laughs> it leads to the ladder. Yeah. It leads yeah. to the ladder with mm-hmm. the church. So, so, you know, the vision of Jacob is he rests his head and he sees someone like the Son of Man and the angels are ascending and descending. So based on kind of what we've already talked about and other verses that we know, the angels do something to carry out God's will. They combat with the evil forces mm-hmm. they're in a war they also deliver messages I mean they do all kinds of things yeah but the vision of Jacob is that they do it in a certain order and way yeah and then Jesus tells which disciple did he tell this vision to, or he said you'd see this type of vision was it Simon? Nathaniel. Nathaniel oh Nathaniel that's John right one. yeah he tells Nathaniel he says you think this is great because he you know called him under the big tree yeah it's like, but you'll see greater things than these. You'll see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And what always fascinated me about that is you never, I, like, if that's the great thing that he was saying they would see, no one ever talks about it. Peter doesn't talk about it. Paul doesn't talk about it. John, like, no one talks about it. Of mm-hmm. course, John gives us, you know, a huge revelation. But, but with that in mind, it's like if that's how the angels operate, that means that basically the Lord needs a testimony. Hmm. He needs a representation on the earth. And, and if you get into the church, regardless, even regardless of your view necessarily of the church, 
it's like how it should be established or set up or whatnot. It's like there's the verse of two or three are gathered. I mean, if we're in the Lord's name and have a representation and a testimony for as the Son of Man, so the testimony is Jesus Christ, then there's a ladder. Yeah. Because it's called the house of God. Because it's called the house of God. Where the ladder goes yeah. to. Right? Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, at the house of God, that's the bottom of the ladder. On that ladder, I mean, the ladder is, is the Son of Man in John one fifty one, And then ascending and descending are angels to the heavens. So there's like divine traffic is enabled when there is the house of God, mm-hmm. when there's that stone with the oil upon it, right? That's... I mean, that's the, the church, right? Yeah. It's upon the foundation stone, right? It's the anointed people, right? The Christians yeah. the under Christ. and So, yeah, we, I think like we're even talking about, like we have no idea what those angels are doing necessarily. I mean, Hebrews one fourteen says their job is to minister to the saints and revelation talks about them bringing up prayers to God. Mm-hmm. There might be a lot more we can theorize, but in general, it's like, What's important is we need to be the house of God. Like we need to be, we need to give God a foothold on the earth so the divine traffic can take place, right. which will eventually allow him to issue the command, right? For yeah. the warfare to yeah. happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where we, where we go from here. I mean, I, you know that we didn't even talk about a lot of the like, I mean, there's fun facts about angels. There's like the thought of having your own angel, right? And, but I, I have I so I have Matthew eighteen ten pulled up on my okay. phone right now, yeah. and I actually have a question about that. Having your own angel? Well, I mean, there's no argument that you have them. I, I do. Do you have an argument with this verse? No. Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting. I, I'm open. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said there's no argument. Maybe there <laughs> is. I'm open. I, I should be more open. I'm okay. All right. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, mm-hmm. for I say to you that their angels in the heavens continually behold the face of my Father who is in the heavens. So, I've always taken that verse to mean that you know the Lord is saying these these kids that the disciples are like shooing away. You have to recognize the significance of them because they are valuable enough to God the Father that there is an angel who is designated to like represent this person before God the Father. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm misreading that verse, but I, so my, my question is this, and this may seem silly, but what is that angel doing? I, I, I mean, and I know it sounds like I'm being glib, but what, 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 so the angel, now angels are probably stuck in time. Like they're, <laughs> I, I, I mean, like at least while they're involved in in human affairs, they're that we we saw there was a time element with Gabriel and that yeah. uh, the Prince of Persia, totally. and and they are not omnipresent things. Yeah. So it's not like those kind of silly pictures that we see in like watercolor drawn on people like old people's houses that are like you know framed up in the ornate frames with the the. The kid, and then like the very human-looking angel, like who's slightly transparent, like with the hand over his shoulder, like uh-huh. watching. Because that's not what it says they're doing. It says that that angel is like staring at God, which that's <laughs> yeah. great. But I don't know what that has to do with the kid, besides to tell Peter at all, like be nice to the kids because God thinks they're valuable. 
so what what you know what is the point of this angel <laughs> yeah i i this is a, maybe this is just nothing i i mean no. it's an actual question for me but like yeah. i mean before their face seems like they're they're i don't know reminding god it's almost like a prayer mm. to me it's like if they're before the if they're before god's face with the kids mm. specifically it's like i mean i don't know yeah, I, I I do not have an answer for this question. What 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 do you think about all this, Reese? You look like you have stuff to say. Well, I mean, there's also the other main verse is Peter's angel, right? right. And what is that Acts eleven or wherever he's imprisoned? Right, it's, it's somewhere in Acts eleven or twelve. The, yeah, and and that was that, but that so we think that's like canon. I mean, it's definitely canon in that it's in the Bible, but not that that yeah. that that, woman, Ro- that Rhoda was like, Rhoda. "This is a fame. <laughs> this is my personal yeah. teaching." Yeah. Um, to me, all of this talk is still like, I think it's the talk for the most part of like people with their theories. <laughs> you know, like that's probably was the common Jewish conception of like what angels were like. And then you know, with the Matthew verses, you could just say like, "They're angels." It's like. There's just an angelic host before God's face that somehow like represents them. I mean, I generally tend to believe there's an angel for each person. I don't. I think you can imply that from those verses. But again, you're, to your point, it's like, well, what on earth are they doing? Are they protecting us here on earth? Like I've heard that a lot, right? They, you know, make the phrase, sure your guardian angel, which your is your guardian, yeah, not in the Bible, not in but the Bible. yeah, yeah. Do they keep you from danger? Or I mean, also, you know. Well, yeah, it, again, it's like when you try to break it down enough, you realize you just, there's just not enough in the word to like really know what they do. And that's got to be intentional. Right. And I think that's a really good point that, and to, I think we're, I mean, you, you kind of brought us to the conclusion and then Will and I both were like, no, we're not done with angels yet. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to bring us back to the conclusion, Reese, about you know what what should our thought as christians as new testament christians what what should our thought be about angels and how should we interact with that thought or with angels <laughs> yeah yeah i to to my to my understanding it's we shouldn't care about them like the new testament emphasis is is I mean the only time the, the New Testament ever addresses it in like a like this is how it relates to you is Hebrews one fourteen where right. it says basically don't care about them they're just ministering they're serving spirits right you know meant for the you know those who are to be saved so it's like our focus should be on Jesus who is actually the true quote unquote angel that's not his species you know that's not what he is but he's the true messenger of God he's the yeah. true one that can, and that's what angel means messenger right. Um, our focus is on Jesus. Our focus is on the Spirit. Um, our focus is on building the church. That's the revelation of the New Testament. And somehow angels are doing stuff behind the scenes for God and are somehow maybe even involved in that interaction between us and the Lord. But that's not our concern. If we talk about it too much and we debate about it, and then we'll become divided like most Christians do. And it's like, you know, our faith is regards the Lord and God's economy and the spirit and the church. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we pray the right prayers, right? We, we fight for God's kingdom on the earth. We fight for others to be saved. And 
we fight for the church to be built up and somehow this is going to affect the heavens mm-hmm. and the hosts in the heavens <clears throat> um but yeah, we like earlier, like we can't throw those ethereal spears. We can't directly um, wrestle them, you know, right. and, or like interact with them. Um, and anyone who says they can, they're they're pretty far gone into. Well, they might be interacting with something. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. the, the Paul even says that, right? It's like even if an angel preaches to you another gospel, like, yeah, this is not. Don't regard them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, true. I wasn't like intentionally trying to. Like, I mean, maybe I sort of was, but it's like to me, it's like it's really fun to talk about, but ultimately, it really doesn't matter. Um, they are important for sure to God, but right. they're not important enough to us that God like gave us instruction and clear revelation regarding them. I think there's also a fun verse that yeah. that um, you know, like if the angels did a podcast on man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh what yeah, you're yeah. talking about it's yeah, like yeah. in First Peter one twelve. This is thinking, right. It's like uh, to them it was revealed not to themselves but to you they ministered these things which have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, which things angels long to look into. Wow. So it's like you know even the angels um, to some degree from based on that verse have some question about I guess the gospel about man yeah what is god doing here right right yeah yeah you know i I, another another time angels come up and 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 kind of over along that same point is in so in luke 15 10 just looking at it please no read it read it read it okay it says in the same way i tell you there is joy in the presence of the angels of god over one sinner repenting exactly so angels and, and Luke has this thread kind of in several places and are, are are ecstatic about this what they call a theme <laughs> yeah. you know in Luke 1 Gabriel comes to tell Mary some good news and he says therefore the holy theme I don't know what to call what's about to happen yeah I have no idea how to what noun to put on this mm-hmm. but it's a thing and it's holy. <laughs> yeah. And so there there's this kind of sense of awe because you know this is the this is the thing that I think, you know, to drive us home here. Angels do not have the privilege of having the life of God. They are divine. They're called the sons of God, but they don't have the privilege that we do when we of receiving the divine nature which makes us that's why Paul says we will even judge angels. Yeah. What what kind of life in a what kind of human life does Will Bailey have that he's gonna judge an angel? <laughs> yeah. But the divine life, the life of Christ that yeah. is being duplicated in Will, yeah. does judge angels because that life is the same one that created an angel. Whoa. Will is not going to be creating new angels. But the life that's in him will uh it has has this is that's that's the character of this life. Is it is it is it it's the ruling it's the lordship over all things in the universe mm-hmm. including the angels so that's why i think that's a great uh great you know kind of recap of what reese said that what we what we should focus on is the divine life in us yeah much higher than the life of an angel yeah who while mysterious to us we are much more mysterious to them Whoa. because we contain both this human life that they've been watching interact for 
however many thousands of years in this divine life that they've been in, watching interact for uh, I mean assuming they've always been stuck in time for as long as they've been around yeah. anyway wow wow that was cool yep. they're more mysterious to us than we are the no, no, I got that wrong. Yeah. Dang it! Oh, uh, it would have been really cool. Up. Well, and, they are uh, mysterious to us. We are, we are much more, more mysterious much more to mysterious. them. Are we going to make a t-shirt on I am. I was just going to say, while they, but we. <laughs> and then on the back is just going to say Mysterio. <laughs> a lot going on there. Yeah. All right, well, if you want that and any of our other merch or you want to donate to us, uh, we have a new page for you. Uh, it is just for this week. It is uh, selfchosenloneliness.com. Oh! So uh, forward, find us there. Forward slash. For, forward slash, we won't take your money. There you go. Uh, but yeah, selfchosenloneliness.com. Forward slash, we will not take your money. Uh, all of our merch, all of our gear, uh, mm-hmm. our PayPal, our Patreon. You Patreon, can get, yeah. get outtakes from this episode. Um, <laughs> you get the behind the scenes. You get the behind the scenes look. Crypto. Yeah. You know, our, our, <laughs> our NFTs. Our, our altcoin <laughs> is available there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, when does it stop? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should. Yeah. Maybe we should stop okay. here. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>